0: Greatest things in life are faith, hope, and love. Sir Howard Morrison actually sang that at the 1981 Royal Variety Performance. Bilingual, pretty new at that time, in front of the recently deceased, I had to change my notes three days ago, the Queen Elizabeth II. I do promise you younger ones in taste, we won't have another Sir Howard Morrison from 1981 today. (laughs) I am going to, when we have communion, we're going to be having a song that's uh, had 28,311 YouTube hits by Paul Wickham called Living Hope from 2018. How great the chasm that lay between us, how high the mountain I could not climb, and in desperation I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. And through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished. The end is written. Jesus Christ, my living hope. So good morning and welcome. I've reverted to paper. Dave kindly asked me why I wasn't using my tablet. I've got one of those tablets that you touch and it magnifies and shrinks and I could just see it all ending up in tears. So we're sticking with, we're sticking with paper. My name is Glenn. You know, it's a privilege... It's a real privilege. It's a real privilege. I was looking around this room before at the wisdom and the types and the wonderful richness of people and thinking, boy, so many of you could do a better job than this. But this is something God put on my heart to do, and with Lawrence's support, I bring this message this morning. I pray that you'll leave today with a renewed sense of hope in your life in Jesus. So I ask that you cut me plenty of grace. You know, my job is to talk for a living, not speak for a living. There's quite a difference, all right? I can talk, and sometimes with expertise, and as my friend and families know, sometimes not. <laughs> you know, a Dunedin couple I read about recently decided to go to Fiji to thaw out during a particularly icy winter. Hey, Andy. They planned to stay at the same hotel where they spent their honeymoon 20 years ago. Because of their hectic schedule, it was difficult for the couple to coordinate their travel plans, so the husband left Dunedin and flew to Fiji on a Thursday, while his wife planned to fly up the following day. The husband checked into the hotel. There was a computer in his room, so he decided to send an email to his wife. However, he accidentally left out one of the letters of her email address and sent the email without realising his error. Meanwhile, somewhere in Waikanae, a widow had just returned home from her husband's funeral. He was a local minister who was called home to glory following a heart attack. The widow decided to check her email, expecting condolence messages from family and friends But after reading her very first email, she screamed and she fainted and the widow's son rushed into the room and found his mother on the floor and saw the computer screen, which read, to my loving wife, subject, I've just arrived today. I know you're surprised to hear from me. They have computers here and we're allowed to send emails to our loved ones. Since I've just arrived, I thought I'd send you an email. Everything has been prepared for your arrival tomorrow. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing you there and hope your journey is as uneventful as mine was. P.S., it's sure hot up here. <laughs> Let's take a moment and pray, shall we? <laughs> Father, we thank you. We thank you for the message of hope. Father, I just ask in the precious name of Jesus that every person in this room today will leave today richer, feeling more full of hope, more full of dreams, more full of possibilities, that anything that we're carrying will have put to task and put back at the foot of the cross. Father, we pray that you would anoint this message and that our hearts would be like rich and fertile soil to receive your word. In Jesus' name, amen. So, this morning I'm privileged to share what the Holy Spirit's put on my heart. And you've gathered the theme, I hope, I hope, already. And it's about hope. I'm going to attempt to take us all on a journey. We're going to have some modern day stories about hope. And then we'll have a reflective time as we look at part of the book of Lamentations. We're going to celebrate with communion at the end. Okay, so if all you think is it like a strategy and a bullet point and what we're going to do, okay, that will appeal to you. Okay, so modern-day stories, lamentations, communion, okay? Those who really just like to go with the flow, then just, just enjoy the journey. Reflective question, rhetorical. What is the secret to finding hope when one is facing trials? So just take a moment and think about What is the secret to finding hope when one is facing trials? trials what is the hope in God you know God is the God of hope in fact the word hope comes from the Greek word elpis. it means I think this is really cool a desire of some good with an expectation of obtaining it a desire of some good with an expectation of obtaining it not a maybe but an expectation. You know, when spouses lose hope, they give up on their marriage. Parents can give up on their teens. Leaders can give up on their people. And when people lose hope, they lose the ability to dream for the future. So faith, love, and hope work together to produce a life that is faithful, caring, and encouraged. Let me tell you about Mark and Carol. Life was going well until the debt kicked in. Feeling trapped, they'd said yes to this and yes to another loan and yes to another card that miraculously came in the post. And used to this, it's okay, we've got savings. And then they got used due to something that was a calamity. And the world crashed in around them. Their hopes started to fail. Their marriage started to show cracks. They were desperate. Every day, their phone would go. Call after call from companies chasing them for money. They couldn't sleep. They were at each other. They had no hope. A guy at the freezing works said to Mark, hey man, Jesus loves you. That was it. (laughs) Nothing eloquent, nothing scriptural, nothing wrapped in Psalm 33 verse 9. Hey man, Jesus loves you. And that pierced his heart. He invited them to church. They walked into church and this overwhelming love poured over them. And they broke down and gave their lives to Jesus. They joined in the CAP program, that's the Christians Against Poverty uh, Debt Service. In fact, there's one that runs out of Waikanae and they're now completely freehold, paid all their debt off. Hope. Rob was 12. This is in Holland during the Second World War. He was 12 walking along the street. When he was picked up, physically by the Nazis and thrown into the back of a truck at 12 years of age and spent many years in a concentration camp. He saw horrific, horrific things. 11 seconds, he said, from arrival to death. He was so angry. At 12, everything was taken. He was so angry. One day he spoke to a nurse at the concentration camp and he said, have you got something that I could read? And she had a small pocket Bible. She gave him the Bible. He opened it up and he read a passage that's changed his life forever. Rob explained how the anger left him and why he views the Bible as the most powerful love story of all time. He read, the world says hate your enemies, but I said love your enemies. And when he read that, He felt the anger and every cell in his body dissipate and go. Hope. Growing up with family violence, says Penny and Mike, saw marriage as a possible escape. They were teenagers, young teenagers. Their fathers and their mothers and their respective families beat each other and the kids. So at an early teenage, they got married and thought that they would escape it all. And unfortunately, the same pattern started to creep into their own marriage. They had their own personal battles and drove them to the very edge of existence itself. Mike's dad died. He flew to Wellington for the funeral. His brother had been walking with Christ for years, he wasn't that interested. That night he went home, had a dream and an encounter that frightened him. He found out later that his family had been praying for him and his wife for years and years and years. Don't ever give up praying. My brother asked me, did I want to know Jesus? And I immediately said, yes, he said, that minute I gave up all my addictions, alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, and never raised a fist against my wife ever again. And finally, young Rosalie. She also grew up in a violent home in Australia, Outback, with seven brothers and sisters. The house was dangerous. At 15, she left and she moved to Melbourne she immersed herself into a life of darkness and of crime. It wasn't until she hit rock bottom, she bargained with God. She was about to be sentenced to the big people's court. And she said, God, if you can use me, I will serve you. The judge stared at her for a very, very, very long time. The room was quiet. The judge said, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I'm going to let you off on probation. I went and found my auntie I've never met, who was a Christian. She sat down and prayed with me, and I felt that I was chosen, and that is hope. Now, we're going to jump a little bit around A.D. and B.C., as my lovely wife reminded me, as I like to think A.D. is after death, which, of course, all you learned people know that A.D. is not after death. just thought I'd get it real fast. It's uh, domin. <laughs> the year of the Lord. I wrote it in really big type, The year of the Lord. So A.D. is year of the Lord, and B.C., as you all know, is before Christ. So Paul wrote in 57 A.D., So I pray for you Gentiles, we are Gentiles, by the way, just in case you've forgotten, that God who gives you hope will keep you happy and full of peace as you believe in him, that God will give you hope, happy and full of peace. I pray that God will help you overflow with hope in him through the Holy Spirit's power within you. That God who gives you hope will keep you happy and full of peace. As you believe in him, and I pray that God will help you overflow with hope in him through the Holy Spirit's power within you. Let's have a look at the book of Lamentations. Now, I know it's Old Testament. The Old Testament is not just a prologue to the life of Jesus. It's an important part of Scripture that reveals God's heart, our faith, history, and builds a foundation for the understanding of the New Testament. Here was the first question you had. Thanks, David. What is the secret to finding hope when facing trials? That was your first question, and I just take you back to it again. What is the secret to finding hope when facing trials? The prophet Jeremiah knew this well. See, what happened in 587 BC is that the land of Judah, which had the city of Jerusalem, even had... um, Uh, King Solomon's beautiful temple was destroyed by the Babylonians. The book of Lamentations is about Israel's grief, the fall of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple. This conquest was led by the Babylonian king Nebuchadnezzar II and is believed to have resulted in significant loss of life when the city was razed to the ground. They believe 60,000 men, women, and children died at the hands of the Babylonians. That's the whole of the Kapiti Coast. From Otaki to Pakakariki, 60,000 of us raised and dead. I was going to go down the rabbit hole as to why this happened, yada yada, but God kept bringing me back saying, no, focus on hope. <laughs> so maybe that's a sermon for someone else. Another day, but the key word it was about sin. But that's not where I think God wants me to go today, is a message of hope. So you could imagine that, you know, the prophet Jeremiah, his beautiful land, he'd been warning the people, is walking around the city that has now fallen and the maiming and what's happened. How do you think he felt about God? Where was his hope? The book of Lamentations is a collection of five poems. We're just going to pick one to bits. Jeremiah found hope. He says, Yes, this I call to mind, and thereof ever I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They're new, every morning, every morning, every morning, his compassion is you, new to each and every one of us. Great is your faithfulness, I say to myself. The Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him. So, the statement of faith standing strong in the midst of darkness to all those suffering under the consequences of their own sin is like a beacon in the darkness. And we, each and every one of us, carry that beacon. We can, with the Lord, change the atmosphere. How do we change the atmosphere? We allow the Holy Spirit to move and breathe in and through us. As we travel the mountains of our life, we can change the atmosphere. God is the ultimate atmosphere changer. If we're believers and in a relationship with him, then we too are atmosphere changers. The Spirit of God resides in us. So everywhere we go, he is there with us. Where there's hopelessness, he can infuse hope. When there's discouragement or despair, he can pour out encouragement. When there's a sadness, he can release joy. And when there's no peace, he can rain down peace. In family, when there's hate, he can flood the place with love. The Lord is good to those who wait for him and seek him. Some versions say, Quietly. Scripture has great news for those who wait for him. He rewards those who don't give up. And in Christ, there is hope. What is the hope that we can have? We have hope in Jesus, the object and source of our hope. We have hope for the future, do we not? That we'll be redeemed. We have hope for the present, that we're not alone. We are loved and have purpose. We have hope even for the past that our failures are not greater than God's power to transform. When we as believers speak a hope, we don't mean a desire that may or may not be fulfilled. Our hope is certain because it, resists, because it rests on the finished work of Jesus. In the New Testament, this mystery is revealed. In 1 Corinthians, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, became man and died for the sins of his people. Now God's Spirit dwells in every believer, and God remains with them forever. Are you waiting for the Lord for an answer to prayer? Rhetorical question. Are you waiting for the Lord for an answer to prayer? I am. pile of them, actually. Or deliverance from a trial? Let's take a moment as we finish. Let's reflect on his goodness. Think back to a time when God blessed you or answered your requests. You know, reflecting on God's character gives us a hope for the future. What is the secret to finding hope when one is facing trials? Communion is fundamentally all about Jesus. Focus on Jesus helps us to avoid being distracted by side issues. Jesus instituted communion as a way for his disciples to remember his death and his sacrifice. But communion is also celebration, remembrance and proclamation of Christ's death. When the hour came, Jesus and the apostles reclined at the table. I love that picture, A mark, reclined at the table, Jesus and all the the apostles. And he said to them, I've eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. He took the cup and he raised it. Most of you will know the words. And he raised it. And he said, take this and divide it among you, for I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And then he took bread. Much bigger loaf than this, I can assure you. And he broke it and said, this is my body given for you, each and every one of us in this room. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, he took the cup. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. The message from my heart this morning uh, is that we have hope. We have truckloads of hope. We have hope in Christ. You know, when I was praying about this yesterday, and then I read my notes, all these people that have preached, Chris and so on and so on, you read your notes, then you reread them, and you reread them, then you start to tweak them, and you go down a whole rabbit hole, and you shouldn't have gone down that rabbit hole. God just kept saying to me, Trust me. Trust me. So I slept so soundly. I'd much rather be at work with a grumpy customer than have to stand and share something with you lot, but you're so awesome. (laughs) You lot are awesome. You're awesome. So just leave with hope. Hope Open your heart. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the covenant that we have in you. We thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for each person, every family in this room. Father, we thank you that we leave with renewed hope in our hearts that nothing is impossible for you. Holy Spirit, encourage us to pray and wait patiently and perhaps quietly. And Lord, may we know the joy of Jesus as we go about our week and may we be that beacon on the train, in the school, in the workplace, in the mall that just demonstrates the love of Jesus that others would be drawn to you and the way that we live our lives. And everybody said, amen. All right, go and enjoy morning tea. Thank you.